Hi, this is Tony Lloyd. Interviewing people for many years has made me realise that everyone has a life story to tell. Be they sad, amazing or even inspirational, I want to bring as many human stories to you as I can in this series of podcasts. Human Stories with Tony Lloyd. Paula Love-Clark, welcome to Human Stories. Thank you, Tony. I'm so um, pleased to be on here again. Again, yes, absolutely. Um, I, you're the first person we've had on more than once. So I am so honoured. I am incredibly honoured. Thank you so much. <laughs> and the re- <laughs> that's no problem at all. But the reason is, is that you're an author and you've just written your third book. I have since May. Oh, well, I've had it third book published since May. Which is incredible. And, and yeah. it's, it's a sort of um, a follow-up, isn't it? A sequel to the previous one. Yes. Yeah, so the first one was um, called An Ode to Woman, an anthology of poems dedicated to the art of being a woman, mm-hmm. which kind of travelled um, the reader through what it's like being a woman, kind of from, you know, having a baby in their tummy or not being able to have a baby in their tummy, um, right through to old age and passing away. And it covers everything from um, falling in love, being a teenager, tiddly toddler, um, how women never get any peace when they're in the bathroom. You know, that it's like, you know, uh, first date rules, consumption, what should you eat on your first date, and all these kind of things. And it, But it also goes through anxiety, menopause. Um, there's some very heart-wrenching ones about um, loss of love, such as, you know, divorce, separation, and the pain of that, losing somebody. I, it's um, it, There's one about losing a mother because I lost my mother when I was 31. And just all kind. And then there's really quirky ones, really funny ones, and some of them are quite edgy. So, But I found that men really enjoyed reading the book because they said it helped them to understand women more. Well, I was going to say that. It sounds a bit like a, a manual, you know. <laughs> yeah, in poetry. <laughs> if you poetry, quirky manual. Yeah, if you don't know anything about women, then read that book because uh, you'll learn. Yeah, yeah. So it was very well appreciated. And, you know, it's my first book um, and they're, they're odes. So the kind of, if you think of Pam Ayers and Dr. Zeus, that kind of poetry. And that's how I write. But I write in layers. I think in layers. Mm-hmm. I'm very creative minded and... Um, you know, I've got a degree in philosophy, so I think a lot anyway, overthink too much. Mm. But And so the poet, the poems are very layered, but easy to read. And somebody said to me, I, I wouldn't normally read poetry, but you've kind of made me really appreciate and enjoy poetry from your writing. So, yeah. And each one has a, like, there's always a message. There's a, some kind of message, whether it's quirky or funny or sad or poignant or you know, thought-provoking, it's, yeah, mm. message. And so the second one, yes, yep. is A Woman's Ode to Man. Now, that sounds <laughs> like a very dangerous place to go, really. Well, <laughs> so I was talking, um, It was actually I was actually on a date with someone, which I hadn't had for a long time. Anyway, um, we stayed friends, but, uh, and he was talking about poetry, and I said, oh, I, I'm, teaching myself how to write a screenplay because I've got this idea for a a dating rom-com and I'm doing it with a friend in Alabama who's a film director and so I have to teach myself how to screenplay write a screenplay first 
I'm reading a book and I was talking about that. And he said, well, why don't you do another poetry book called An Ode to Man? Follow up on your Ode to Woman. And I said to him, well, I was thinking about doing that. But then I kind of put it to one side and I thought, oh, maybe I'll do it next year. Anyway, so I got this bee in my bonnet about, okay, well, let's have a think. It's not easy as a woman thinking about a man, right? That sounds weird, but I had to put myself into a man's head. I had to think about all the things that men are involved in. And that that make a man in many ways. Did right? you get Did you get any advice from from men at all? To I did. Yeah, I did. So I had uh, four trusted friends. So first of all, he and I wrote a list of about seventy things that men are interested in. You know, that kind of define men like um, directions, instructions, everything to do with the toilet. You know, um, <laughs> bodily parts, burping, breaking wind, uh, going bald. It was like all these lists, and I was laughing away all this list of all these things. And I, I was like, oh, that's funny. And then the, the some of the darker stuff, you know, you know, like falling apart midday, midlife crisis. And, you know, the fact that men never go to the doctor or if they're man, you know, man flu, I call it a mandemic. <laughs> <laughs> it's serious stuff. Uh, it's serious. <laughs> so, yeah, there's some really, and there's a lot of, you know, size of appendages and all that kind of stuff, all the quirky stuff. And then I, then when I, um, I've got an 83 year old friend, I'm writing his life, helping him to write his life story. And uh, he came up with about another five or six for me. And then another friend gave me another five or six. And before you know it, I've got 105 poems in there. And I wrote them in 11 days. Wow. I think there were three days I wrote between 20 and 30 poems a day. I was just had this bug. Mm. I was like, you know, hours of kids are at school and it was hours and hours of writing one after and sometimes I'd be sitting in the coffee shop giggling away <laughs> myself <laughs> thinking that's quite funny when you write them do you do you um write them in a notebook or do you uh type them I type them straight onto a computer yeah I much prefer it I I like to visually see it so mm. when I first wrote, wrote the poems, um, the first book I wrote, um, started writing last year, it took me nine months to write that book and it took me 11 days to write the second one. Mm. So when I wrote the last one, I, it was all on note paper and then I transferred it over. Mm. But this one I found, because I, then I'd gone on and written a self-help book as well, I was used to writing on the computer. Yeah. So this one, I find it easier to, I found it easier to just write them all on the computer. Yeah, well, you've got to type it out anyway, I presume. So you might as well save yeah. yourself, yeah, the, the work. Yeah. Okay, so uh, t- tell me more about uh, this latest book, which is called A Woman's Ode to Man. Um, it, yes. It's a collection of poems, as you said. Um, and uh, you say in the write-up about the book that um, uh a snapshot of aspects of men from a woman's perspective. So already, yes. already it's biased. <laughs> already it's biased. Well, that's the whole point because I cannot, as a woman, I don't, don't, I really don't know what it's like to be a man. Hmm. You know, I haven't walked in in a man's shoes, so to speak. I don't know what it's like getting up in the morning and being a man. Hmm. I don't know what it's like going to bed in the night and being a man. So um, I don't I don't know, but I've got obviously got male friends. I'm very um, inquisitive. I I'm, I watch a lot. So yeah, I've made it very clear that it is only from a woman's perspective. It's meant to be yeah. a snapshot. Sure. So I'll give you. Um, I'll read one. I might mm, give you a please. Um, 
Okay. Uh, okay. <clears throat> For example, you know, men are always competitive and not all men, but generally. So these are generalizations, okay? Okay. They're all generalizations and they're all kind of, as I said, snapshot, snapshots. Yep. So this is called the one that got away. I could have been a league man and got myself some caps. I should have been a teacher with 30 in my class. I would have been a hero if Marvel had met me. I might have been a movie star if taught by Scorsese. I'm sure I'd have won the cup if not left on the bench. And I might have met a princess if I hadn't met that wench. I could have, would have, should have got the biggest single fish and brought it home so you could cook. That would have, could have been our dish. Oh. Well, quirky little things. It kind of says a lot about, yeah. I hope it says a lot about men. Oh, I could have done that. I would have done that. I mm. should have done that. You yeah. know. I, I, I find myself saying that sometimes. <laughs> we all say. Um, well, I think I think a lot of men yeah. say it more than anything. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember what the last thing was, really. Um, do you want a poo one? I'll do you a poo one. <laughs> a what one? A poo one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's called the poo hump. Now, okay. this this was given to me by a guy, right? Right. I'm talking here of poo, the stuff that's in the loo, and men's fascination with the length of their defecation. But some men get poo hump when checking on what they've dumped and think their world has ended when it slips around the U-bend. <laughs> grief. <laughs> I think that does, get, does it give you a flavour of what the book's about. <laughs> yeah, you say that some of them are naughty. I'm, I'm fascinated about the naughty ones. All right, okay. Give us um, a naughty. Give us a naughty poem. You want a naughty poem? Mm. Uh, hold on. Slightly naughty. Um, I've got so many here. Uh, do, 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 do. As long as it's broadcastable. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Scratching. Okay. It's a four. It's a four-line poem. I think I know why men have balls and women's bits are in. If they didn't have those nuts to scratch, we'd lose them to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Uh, I've got hairy hairy orifices. Oh That's no. Not Go go on then. <laughs> when a man get, when a man gets to a certain age, when age does sh- start to show, he accumulates the weirdest fluff in places you'd never go. His ears, while drooping and thin, will also seem to grow the strangest-looking garden stuff that really shouldn't show. And then out of his nostrils sprout a swamp of nasty things, attaching onto hairy ropes and hang out like darkened strings. I think I saw his nipples once, and so now I need to shrink the curly hairs that sprouted forth really made me blink and then there are his toes oh my i must declare that i think i know where his head hair fell it seems they landed there <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant uh, oh, and there's all kinds of things like foot fetish size of your dinky donka oh. um involuntary erections <laughs> <laughs> well that sounds like a whole load of fun uh, do, yeah, do you think? <laughs> do you, of course. Do you think? Um, you know, is it aimed at uh, at women or men? Do you think to read the book? Or both? I think it's to, per, truthfully. I think it's aimed at both. Mm. I want men to look at them and go, "Oh yeah." yeah. It's like, "Oh yeah, yeah but, I get that. I get the poo going around the bend. That oh yeah, I'm like that. Or yeah, I do this. Or <laughs> uh, it's not an attack on men. No. And I I want women to read it. I would love women to read it and think. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's like that. Yeah, yeah, she's like that. Oh, well, not she's like that. But, you know, I I, I can see that. I can um, 
associate with that. And when you so did, it's not an attack on, no. on men at all. It's when, just the stuff. When you did your research and you said that you consulted for four of your friends to um, to give you advice about yes. uh, what men do and how they think and stuff. Did you pick those four people from different spectrums of life so you got a, a balance, do you think? I did. So there's an 83-year-old man, a 73-year-old man, um, my friend in Alabama who's 49, and um, another f- – I, I don't really have younger friend, male friends I can send mm. this to. And there's another guy in his 50s. Mm. So because they've all been through the midlife crisis, some of them have gone through divorce. Um, in fact, I think they've all gone through – all of them, weirdly, have gone through divorce. So they kind of n- know – that the pain of of it mm. also because I've also done there's one poem called one is not enough and it's about infidelity um so yeah it's that's I've like I did with Ota Woman I've covered all aspects mm. and then what I did with three of them um I asked actually and there's a guy in his 40s sorry um yes yeah, so there's five of them I've I asked three of them to read the completed poems and then to give me their feedback mm. And it probably took me a week to get the title right because originally it was an ode to man. But it, we needed to put the woman's slant on it. So that's mm. why I called it a woman's ode to man mm. because it's not really an ode to man as such. It's a woman's ode to man. Yeah. So, and then the way I open it inside. Um, so I, I've done a Henry David Thoreau, who is a famous philosopher and thinker and a really um, a big influence on me, actually. He, I put a quote. What the essential difference between man and woman is that they should be thus attracted to one another. No one is satisfactorily answered. Perhaps we must acknowledge the justness of the distinction which assigns to man the sphere of wisdom and to woman that of love, though neither belongs exclusively to either. Man is continually saying to woman, why will you not be more wise? Woman is continuously saying to man, why will you not be more loving? It is not in their wills to be wise or to be loving, but unless each is both wise and loving, there can neither be wisdom nor love. Mm, makes sense. Yeah. And it was, so I kind of, so here, look, this mm. is my opening poem to kind of explain. I didn't want to do it in words because this is a poetry book. Yeah. So I wrote a poem, all the poems of my own. It's called An, an Ode to Man. That's what it's called, this poem. This woman does not know what it's like to be a man. So in trying to understand, understand, I'm exploring if we can comprehend each other. So let's take a look at you. But remember that it's coming from just one bird's eye point of view. And it's got a little bird there. Oh, I see. So basic, and then, the, you know, then I, I won't spoil it. But And it's got an and finally right at the end. And finally, which basically is an, um, kind of a conclusion. Yeah. Of what I'd come to after exploring men through poetry. <laughs> wow. Well, it all sounds amazing. And I'm going to read it. I'm going to, I'm going to order a copy. Yeah, do it. Well, it's on Amazon, £3.48 today, £4.21 in America. Okay. So if you get it on Amazon.uk, uh, .co.uk, it's £3.48. But then it goes, I think after today, it goes back up to ten ninety nine. Okay. Well, I th- Get it while you can. Well, yes, but I think, um, you know, that 
the, the value of it should be, you know, at least £15, but there you go, probably sell less. <laughs> okay, uh, are you going to write another one after this? I'm actually rewriting. So I wrote a self-help book, The Seven Traits of a Highly Successful Single Parent. I'm going to very much try and get this into gingerbread um, because I, I believe it would help a lot of single parents, especially now. Mm. I'm a single I'm a single parent and I was told, I've been told a couple of times by married women that I shouldn't hark on about being a single parent. But you, you know, you try taking the kids to school when you're poorly, having someone else take the kids, mm. kids to school while you're poorly or yeah. um, even being poorly. Mm. It, it's not possible to be poorly no. as a single parent. Or, and then I've just seen all my freelance income go again for the second time. And that mm. income is needed. Mm. I, you know, I, I, I need that income sure. and it's, um, there's no other income coming in mm. and you, you feel it's childcare and income really. That's when you really feel it, let alone all the emotional stuff of not having someone to talk to, or, you know, if you've had a bad day or you're going through some stuff or you need to make a big decision or any kind of decision, cause we're women after all, we need to bounce things off. I'm a woman <laughs> and, um, you know, you have, and you have to make all this decisions yourself and then don't even go there with change of light bulbs or DIY or you know anything that you know sorting out the garage or anything that it's a manly support thing mm. there isn't anyone there no. so you know do you think do you think that, that your, your life that you've just described at the moment uh, affects your writing yes because it I think so. Well, I'm as I said, I'm um, I've got a degree in philosophy and theology, so I'm I I think very la layered anyway. I have a very open mind and I'm very creative with my thinking. I see words bounce; they bounce out visually. When I see words, when I think of a word, they bounce out of me. Mm. If I see the word Tony, it's visual. Um, it's a visual word. It I know that's strange. So I don't know if anyone, everyone sees that, and I see life in colours as well. Mm. So with this one. I want to help more people. So I'm going to take the content of it, the majority, probably about 80% of the content of it, because it was never aimed at single parents. It was aimed to help everyone mm. who've been in difficult situations, as I have many, many times throughout my life. And I had to learn a whole new thought process to, to, for me to do what I've done. You know, how I've responded to lockdown is, you know, three books. I sell paintings. Um, as you can see behind me, that's my kind of graffiti angel art, mm -hmm. which I will be focusing more on. I'd like to do community work as well at some stage next year in um, a kind of like graffiti angel art, basically. Yeah, certainly and keeping yourself, in the crowd. You're keeping yourself busy, which is good, isn't it? You know, especially at the moment. Yeah. And I think that's really important to keep your mind active. So I think I'll hold on to the poetry book, hold off on the poetry books, rewrite this mm -hmm. as a book that could help more people. Okay, well, let us know That's when that, when that comes out. Let us know. Maybe you'll get on Human Stories for the third time. <laughs> <laughs> Mad, yes. Thank you. Paula, thank you so much. Um, and good luck with A Woman's Ode to Man, available on Amazon now. And um, good luck for the future. Thank you for talking to me on Human Stories. Thank you. Thank you very much, Tony. Human Stories is a free podcast with no fees paid to contributors in the hope that they'll somehow inspire and help other people. Get in touch if you've got a story to tell. If you or your organisation would like a professional podcast series to get your message across, contact me to chat about the very reasonable costs involved. Human Stories with Tony Lloyd.